collected works of Khalil Gibran. A writer of the New York Pen League, Khalil Gibran was born Gibran Khalil Gibran on 6 January 1883 in the town of Bashri, Mount Lebanon, Ottoman Syria. Owing to his family's poor financial condition, Gibran did not receive any formal education in his childhood. He was taught at home by the visiting priest. When Gibran was around eight years old, his father was found guilty of embezzlement and imprisoned. In 1895, Gibran moved to Boston with his family. Here he was enrolled in a school while his mother started working as a seamstress peddler. Gibran also joined an art school and received encouragement and support from Fred Holland Day, a publisher, photographer and artist to whom he was introduced by his teachers. A few years later, his drawings and illustrations were used by a publisher for book covers. In 1898, Gibran was sent back to his native land where he joined Al-Hikmah, a Maronite-run preparatory school and higher education institute in Beirut. With an eager interest in writing poetry, Gibran began a student magazine and was elected the college poet. He returned to Boston in 1902, having lost his sister, Sultana, his brother Peter and his mother. It was his sister, Mariana, who supported him now. In 1904, his first exhibition was held at Day's studio in Boston. He met Mary Elizabeth Haskell here who helped him advance his career. She not only taught him English but also supported him financially and became his editor. Most of Gibran's early work were written in Arabic. His first work was a work about music. It was titled Nuktahafi An Fan Al Musika and was published in 1905. Aris al-Muruj, his second work, was published the next year. It was translated as Nymphs of the Valley, Spirit Brides and also Brides of Parady. At the age of 25, he went to Paris to study art. In the same year, his third work, Al-Arwa al-Mutamirda, <coughs> was published. In Paris, his skills in oil and pastel improved. His painting became a part of many renowned shows and exhibitions. He returned to U.S. in 1910 and moved to New York the following year. His next work, Al Ajniba Al Muktasira, was published in 1912, A Tale of Tragic Love. This poetic novel is his longest work. It also depicts the various social issues in including women's emancipation and religious corruption prevalent in those days in the Eastern Mediterranean. Collected Works of Khalil Gibran is a collection of some of Gibran's best-loved writings. It comprises of the English translation of Nymphs of the Valley, Tear and Laughter, Spirit, Rebellious and the Broken Wing. Also included are the works of the Madman, the Prophet, the Forerunner and The Sand and Foam, which were written in English. The Wanderer, which was published posthumously in 1932, was also a part of his collection. With a strong element of mysticism, which is influenced by Islam, Christianity, Theosophy and Judaism, his works deal with spiritual love, joy and sorrow. Married Children and Death Gibran died from tuberculosis and liver cirrhosis on 10 April 1931 in New York. He is best remembered for the Prophet.
a collection of 26 fables which has been translated into more than 40 languages and continues to remain a masterpiece. The Prophet The Coming of the Ship Al-Mustafa, the chosen and the beloved, who was drawn unto his own day, had waited twelve years in the city of Orphan Lees for his ship that was to return and bear him back to the isle of his birth. And in the twelfth year, on the seventh day of Ilirol, the month of reaping, he climbed the hill without the city walls and looked seawards. And he beheld his ship coming with the mist. Then the gate of his heart were flung open, and his joy flew far over the sea. And he closed his eyes and prayed in the silence of his soul. But as he descended the hill, a sadness came upon him, and he thought in his heart, How shall I go in peace, and without sorrow? Nay, not without a wound in the spirit shall I leave the city. Long were the days of pain I have spent within its wall. And long were the nights of aloneness. And who can depart from this pain? And aloneness without regret? Too many fragments of the spirit have I scattered in these streets. And too many are the children of my longing that walk naked among these hills. And I cannot withdraw from them without a burden and an ache. It is not a garment I cast off his day but a skin that I tear with my own hands. Nor is it a thought I leave behind me, but a heart made sweet with hunger and with thirst. Yet I cannot tarry longer. The sea that calls all things unto her, unto her calls me, and I must embark. For to say, though the hours burn in the night, is to freeze and crystallize and be bound in a mould. Fain would I take with me all that is here, but how shall I? A voice cannot carry the tongue, and the lip that gave it wings alone must it seek the ether, and alone and without his nest shall the eagle fly across the sun. Now when he reached the foot of the hill, he turned again towards the sea, and he saw his ship approaching the harbour, and upon her brow the mariners, the men of his land. And his soul cried to them. He said, Sons of my ancient mother, you riders of the tides, how often have you sailed in my dreams, and now you come in my awakening, which is my deeper dream. Ready am I to go, and my eagerness with sails full set awaits the wind. Only another breath will I breathe in this still air, only another loving look cast backward. And then I shall stand among you, a seafarer among seafarers. And you was see, sleeping mother, who will own our peace and freedom to the river and the stream. Only another winding will his stream make, only another murmur in this glade. And then I shall come to you, a boundless drop to a boundless ocean. And as he walked, he saw from afar men and women living their field and the vineyards, and hastening towards the city gates.
and he heard their voices calling his name and shouting from field to field telling one another of the coming of a ship and he said to himself shall the day of parting be the shall day of gathering and shall it be said that my eve was in truth my dawn and what shall i give unto him who has left his slough in the mid furrow or to him who has stopped the wheel of his winepress shall my heart become a tree heavy laden with fruit that i may gather and give unto them and shall my desires flow like a fountain that i may fill their cups and i am a harp that the hand of the mighty may touch me or a flute that his breath may pass through me a seeker of silence am i and what treasure have i found in silences that i may dispense with confidence is this my day of harvest in what fields have i sowed the seed and in what unremembered seasons if this indeed be the hour in which i lift my lantern it is not my flame that shall burn therein empty and dark shall i rise my lantern and the guardian of the night shall fill it with oil and he shall light it also these things he said in my words but much in his heart remained unsaid for he himself could not speak his deeper secret and when he entered into the city all the people came to meet him and they were crying out to him as with one voice and the elders of the city stood forth and said go not yet away from us a noontide have been in our twilight and your youth has given us dreams to dream no stranger are you among us nor a guest but our son and our dearly beloved suffer not yet our eyes to hunger for your face and the priests and the priests said unto him let not the waves of the sea separate us now and the years you have spent in our midst become a memory you have worked among us a spirit and your shadow has been light upon our faces much have we loved you but speechless was our love and with wails has it been wailed yet now it cries aloud unto you and would stand revealed before you and never has it been that love knows not its own depth until the hour of separation another came also and entreated him but he answered them not he only bent his head and those who stood near his near saw his tears falling upon his breast and he and the people proceeded towards the great square before the temple and they came out of the sanctuary a woman whose name was almitra she was a seeress and he looked upon her with exceeding tenderness for it was she who had first sought and believed in him when he had been but a day in their city and she hailed him saying prophet of god in quest of the uttermost long have you searched distance for your ship and now your ship has come and you must needs go deep is your longing for the land of your memories and dwelling place of your great desires and a love would not bind you nor a need holds you yet this we ask our you lovies that you ask that you speak to us and give us your truth and we will give give it unto your our children and they unto their children and it not perish in your aloneness you have watched with our days and in your wakefulness you have listened to the weeping and the laughter of our sleep 
Now therefore disclose us to ourselves and tell us all that has been shown you of that which is between birth and death. And he answered, People of Orphalese, of what can I speak save of that which is even now moving within our souls? Marriage Then Almitra spoke again and said, What of marriage, master? And he answered, saying, You were born together, and together you shall be forevermore. You shall be together when the white wings of death scatter your days. Hey, you shall be together even in the silent memory of God. But let there be spaces in your togetherness, and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your soul. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music, give your heart not into each other's keeping for only the hand of life can contain your heart and stand together yet not near together for the pillars of the temple stand apart and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow children and a woman who held a baby against her bosom, said, Speak to us of children. And he said, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and the daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls. For their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life goes not backward, not tarries with yesterday. You are the bars from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite and he bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness. For even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the power that is stable. Giving Then said a rich man, Speak to us of giving. And he answered, You give, but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself that you truly give. For what are your possessions but things you keep? And God for fear, you may need them tomorrow. And tomorrow, what shall tomorrow bring?
to the overprudent dog burying bones in the trackless sand as he follows the pilgrims to the holy city and what is the fear of need but need itself is not dread of thirst when your well is full the thirst that is unquenchable there are those who give little of the much which they have and they give it for recognition and the hidden desire makes their gifts unwholesome there are those who have little and give it all these are the believers in life and the bounty of life and their coffer is never empty there are those who give with joy and that joy is their reward and there are those who give with pain and that pain is their baptism there are those who give and not know pain the pain in giving nor do they seek joy nor give with mindfulness of virtue they give as in yonder valley the mortal breads its fragrance into space through the hands of such as these gods speaks and from behind their eyes he smiles upon the earth it is well to give when asked but it is better to give unasked through understanding and to the open handed the search for one who shall receive is joy greater than giving and is and is there aught you would withhold all you have shall some day be given therefore give now and that the season of giving may be yours and not your inheritors you often say i would give but only to the deserving the trees in your orchards say not nor the fox in your pasture they give that they may live for to withhold is to perish surely he who is worthy to receive his days and his nights is worthy of all else from you and he who has deserved to drink from the ocean of life deserves to fill his cup from your little stream and what treasure greater shall there be than what lies in the courage and the confidence nay the charity of receiving and who are you that men should render their bosom and unveil their pride that you may see with their worth naked and their pride unabashed see first that you yourself deserve to be a giver and an instrument of giving for in truth it is life that gives unto life while you who deem yourself a giver are but a witness and you receivers and you are all receivers assume no weight of gratitude lest you lay a yoke upon yourself and upon him who gives rather rise together with the giver on his gifts as on wings for to be over mindful of your debt is to doubt his generosity who has the free-hearted earth for mother and god for father